Welcome to the She Runs It podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole DeBoom. And Sarah Ratzloff. We are two successful female business owners who have found strength, confidence, and community through fitness. And we want to share that gift with you. Join us as we talk about what really matters to active women. We can't wait to hang out with you. Now let's get started. Sarah, we're back. Nicole. How are you? You know, I'm actually really excited because I found that like self touch up tool on Zoom. Right? I had no idea. Well, this and like- I didn't have any idea either, except that today's guest clued us in on it, which is so cool because these podcasts are not only available everywhere you listen to podcasts, but you can actually watch us in action on YouTube. You can if you want to see all the craziness. And we're looking good. <laughs> Smooth. Yes, we are. We can you can touch up yourself through Zoom. This yeah, is amazing. It's crazy. I mean, you the things you learn through our podcast. It's I know. insane. I know. <laughs> Lessons for a lifetime. Well, it's actually like a perfect way to start an episode on self-forgiveness because why do we even need to touch ourselves up? You know what? I'm gonna take the touch-ups off. I'm, I'm not going to if you don't mind. You're gonna keep it on. <laughs> I'm going to keep mine on, but you can take yourself. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. It's been a rough couple of days. I'm a little tired. Just you know, Okay. I hear you. And so why has it been so rough? Oh, that's, we don't have a long enough episode to, to, cover, <laughs> to cover that. How about, can we do the next episode on why Sarah's life has been so rough? No. Um, how about if we maybe after this episode... I may be transformed because we're going to talk about self-forgiveness, the power of self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. So let's, let's discuss after this, you know, maybe, maybe the transformation will have taken place. Yeah. The goal for Sarah to reframe what's going on. Well, in order... Yeah. So, yeah, we've been um, getting requests from listeners to cover all kinds of topics. And one is self-forgiveness. And, you know, the first question will be like, why are we so freaking hard on ourselves? But, yeah. you know, as we bantered a little bit about this, we realized that it might be best to try to bring in an expert, somebody who both has studied this topic and has some possible tactics for people to apply. And it yeah. just so happens that one of our very own community members, a woman who's actually been on my other podcast, Run This World, is just that person. So let's welcome Melissa Wallach on the show. Well, hello, you ladies look fabulous, by the way. <laughs> Is that the first step? Is it like complimenting is the first step towards self-forgiveness? Yeah. (laughs) You know, one of the first steps towards self-forgiveness is kindness and compassion. And we do this for others all the time. But our inner critic, that inner judgmental dialogue can be harsh on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. We probably wouldn't talk to other people the way that we talk to ourselves. And it's something that I have observed as a healthcare provider and a coach and a trainer for the past 25 years. I have sat in my office and I have listened to people just be so cruel to themselves. 
right? I should have done this. I can't believe I was that stupid. Why did I drop that ball? I can't believe that, right? It's just the litany Mm -hmm. of criticism can just go on and on. And it is heartbreaking, right? And then though you sit there and go, oh, wait, do I do that? Right. When I look in the mirror, do I go, girl, you look rough today. (laughs) Right. And that's so mean. Would we say that to our child or our spouse? Maybe joking, like if they needed a little support and like, whoo, I slept horrible. Yeah, love, you're looking a little rough. I get it. Right. But we wouldn't just go, wow, you look like crap. (laughs) We just wouldn't come up with that. But there are a few, maybe my bestie. We maybe but 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 out of concern, like girl. You yeah. look like you are exhausted. What's going on? Do you, what do you need? Do you need some good chocolate? Do we need to talk? <laughs> what we got going on? Right. But we don't really do that. And I think women also, from what I know about the mind, I'm a total brain geek. I love to study the brain and I've done a lot of Um, one, my bachelor's and master's are in communication science disorders. And so really big on brain and how we talk to others and ourselves. (laughs) And women have this, we have a really strong sense of responsibility. And part of that is we all hear about fight, flight, and freeze when we get stressed or threatened. But there's another response that we don't always talk about, and that's mend, tend, and befriend. And if we think about how our race is still around, it wasn't because people fought and ran away. It's because we engaged and took care of everyone so everybody could be okay and stay safe. So women's minds are actually wired to make appropriate plans, to worry, to come up with solutions, to take care of people. And with that, even though we don't have the same stresses that we used to have hundreds of years ago, we have a strong responsibility sense to ourselves. And we don't want to let people down because long ago, that meant people wouldn't survive. You know, that all makes so much sense. Um, what really, it it also kind of gets my mind wandering in the direction of like, how did you get to the place where you're passionate about learning these things about women? You know, what happened in your journey to land you here so that we can learn from your lessons? Oh, good question. So <laughs> I have a, you know, I've I've done personal work as far as support, you know, I've been supporting my clients. I have a lot of women. I get to see frequent patterns, but I also have an old habit as far as overgiving, people pleasing, overgiving, taking it to an extreme, right? That's why overachiever, overgiving, (laughs) We're going overboard. Um, the whole idea that we can give, that we cannot give from an empty cup is a fallacy, right? We can totally give from an empty cup. 
it isn't good for us, right? Like it's, it is going to hurt us, but we can do it. And so I experienced that after a while, I was just getting more and more depleted. And here I am giving it work. Then I became a mom, right? I was, I, at one point, my lifetime, I trained for a marathon. I've done these different things. And I was just, there was so much external calibration, like me checking in on what was happening in the outside world and not checking in on what was happening in my inside world. And what I have along this journey, I was diagnosed with celiac and women are, you know, when we look at the celiac numbers, when we look at the people who are diagnosed and many go without being diagnosed, but 78% of the people diagnosed with autoimmune issues are women. I know. I didn't realize that. Is that like a, um, I mean, what, why is that? You know, there can be, there are multiple reasons, but I do think we hold on to stress so much more, right? It affects our heart health. It affects our sleep and it start, it affects our digestion. And over time, if we don't listen to our body, it wears us down. And I was one of those people. I started just wearing myself down. And that's where I started to incorporate in my work and in my personal life. Let's invite all our parts into the conversation and collaboration because I was trained to focus on the mind and the brain. But I was like, wait a minute, I am missing this whole piece with people. What about their body and their heart and their soul? Yeah. We can't leave those out or we're out of alignment. Yeah, that is such a good point. You know, and <clears throat> with this topic in general, we tend to think of, you know, the idea of self-forgiveness as a mental or emotional, you know, concept. But when you talk about it as a, you know, from a holistic approach, it it does make more sense because, our bodies are reacting negatively in, say, a physical way, even if we think this is an emotional problem. So it is tied together. It is. Because if we cannot forgive ourselves, it starts to affect our physical body. It adds stress. It starts to affect, like I mentioned, you know, it, our heart, our digestion, we start to get much more defensive and protective. And then it starts to affect what is so important for us. And that's our connections, our meaningful connections and relationships with ourselves and others. So when we forgive ourselves, we are actually improving our relationships with other people. So ladies, I get it. If you can't do it for you, do it for the people that you care about around you. If you need a better reason than for you, which I would love that we forgive ourselves for our own purposes, but it does create an energy and a connection that's more positive if we can do this for ourselves. And we'll talk about how. I know we're going to get there. Well, you know, I kind of, I'm sort of interested in maybe working through an example, maybe with one of us. I don't know. 
Sure. <laughs> maybe we can share. I'm like, something. like you just offered yourself up for the guinea pig. Well, cool. I thought maybe I was offering up one of you too. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally give an example. I think Sarah has already said, so I'm going to, this is when I'm going to pull the compassion card. So Sarah's already said, I'm feeling a little overloaded, <laughs> right? So we're yeah. not going to throw you out there, Sarah. <laughs> Perfect. I'm like, so I don't this, think I have much to give right now. Yeah. Right. So this is when we're going to go with compassion. And I really think, you know, one thing to keep in mind here is that you are worthy of forgiveness. You don't have to earn it. You are enough. You don't have to prove anything. Like, yes, we want to take responsibility for our actions. But we want to be careful that we don't take over responsibility for our actions. So I'll give a little, a little example here that maybe some people can understand. Um, first of all, so my husband the other day, it's I've been up for three hours, right? So I've already taken the dog for a walk, gone for a run with my daughter, made her pancakes made me breakfast, right? Like I've done all these things and he kind of rolls down <laughs> and he's like, well, and I, I told my daughter, I was like, Hey babe, today's an in-person learning day. Let's change out of the sweaty running clothes. And cause I'm thinking, I don't want my kid to be the smelly middle schooler, right? Like, I mean, it's been a crappy year as it is. Let's, let's keep this to a minimum here. And he was like, well, you're still in your sweaty clothes. Maybe you need to change. I think she's fine, right? And I was like, do not mess with me right now. She <laughs> needs to change her clothes, and, <laughs> right? Like, and no one's going to see me. And I'm not in middle school anymore. <laughs> just back yeah, off. Words right? Like, I just snapped. And if you talk to my husband and my daughter, and people can't see, but I do have a breathe sign behind me. I'm a big, deep breather and I stay pretty calm, but I just lost it. And I snapped at him and my daughter was like, oh, did I do something wrong? And my husband was like, ah. you know, like, so he got into the defensive and he's ready to snap back at me. Right. And then I feel bad because my daughter has, we don't argue very often. And so then she's kind of freaked out and she is a, she's a big hearted, sensitive being. And so I'm looking at both of them like, oh, geez. <laughs> right? Like, ugh. and we've all done this, right? Like you just snap and you're like, are you kidding? You have no idea what I've been doing this morning. <laughs> and I have a taxes to do as soon as I get you both out of here. So just zip it. And so, you know, I looked at that and I was like, okay, hold on. Cause then I felt guilty. And I think that is an issue for all of us, right? We react, we snap, something happens. We don't meet a deadline. We say something not nice. We don't complete something, right? We drop the ball, whatever it is. And then we feel horrible and we feel guilty. Like we've done something really awful. And then that can lead to shame. And shame is even tougher. Like with guilt, we can kind of course correct and say, okay, let's see how, what we need to do now. But shame starts to get 
really emotional and deep, sort of sinks into our heart and our bones a little bit or a lot. And so in that moment, like then I felt bad. My husband and daughter, they leave. I'm like, okay, now I'm still holding on to this. And I knew my husband was too. So first I was like, I've just got to accept, right? Like I was feeling a little overextended and honestly underappreciated. Right. So we've all been there, right? A little appreciation recognition goes a long way. And so I was like, where do, does that need to come from? That needs to come from me. I'm like, you got a lot done. You are human. Your reaction was a little big. What are we going to do about it? Right. And so I was like, okay. I'm just going to send my husband a text. I know my husband, he doesn't really want a phone call. He doesn't really want to talk yet. So was he in the same house when you were sending him this text? No, he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> he was gone. <laughs> but I might. Because um, he, he really, like, after something like that, he needs his space. Mm-hmm. Right? And recognizing that, like, I'm ready to talk. Like, oh, let's talk about that. And he's like, no. We're not going to talk about this. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay. So, but I knew for me, for me to forgive myself, I needed to one, like, accept my behavior, recognize where I was coming from. Right. I was feeling like, whoa, I've got a lot of things to do. Please do not pick on my dog walking clothes right now. <laughs> And don't undermine me telling our daughter to change her clothes, right? Like, let's talk about it later, but let's not do it right this second, right? And so I, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to accept that I didn't do it appropriately. How can I change that? But I'm still going to be nice to myself about it. Like, that's okay. And it's important that we finish the loop. So what I mean by finishing the loop is that we don't let ourselves flounder in the guilt and the shame of it for too long, right? So I, that's why I was like, oh, I'm already texting once I sat down and moved through this because then we can get sort of stuck in that spinny thought world where we just keep going around and around and either we make ourselves feel really bad or then we start to blame the other person and get really mean, <laughs> Yes, I to- I'm relating totally, especially to the whole parenting, um, you know, conundrum where you walk into a situation and you might say something and the person who was the active parent had said something else and there's no way for you to have known what they were going to do. So it just creates this like, Ugh! and then it just builds on all the incidences that have happened over the past lifetime of parenting. And you walk away going, I don't even know if I should be married anymore. You know, I mean, literally it's like, it, it's so sensitive. It touches these like really deep chords. So yeah, I can see how too, it goes from this like internal finger pointing and then it could easily take a turn towards finger pointing to the other person. Yes, because we get defensive, right? So one, we get guilty and the guilt and the shame feel so cruddy that then we want to 
minimize that as much as possible. So then sometimes we can go into a blaming space like, okay, well, I'm going to get this off of me because these feelings are uncomfortable and hurt. So now I'm going to throw them on you, (laughs) right? But more so what we want to do is be patient with ourselves and go, we are human and we are going to make mistakes and we are going to react and sometimes we're going to overreact and sometimes we're going to be hurt and sometimes we are going to hurt someone else. And if we can like accept that we're human and that's going to happen, what are your thoughts, Sarah? Well, I was going to say, what are your thoughts when um, there's not another person involved, right? So really the person that you're letting down is yourself. So the example that we received of someone asking us to talk about this was, um, I think they were upset with themselves. They they maybe had set some personal fitness goals um, or we see weight loss goals all the time. And there's this idea that there's an expectation that we've set for ourselves And then we don't meet it, right? So maybe we didn't run as fast as we thought we were going to this training run, or I haven't lost the weight that I thought I was going to lose. I think, you know, that, that kind of blame, self-shame, anger, you know, terrible self-talk happens to us all the time. And there's not necessarily a person, another person involved. What are your thoughts on how, um, how you handle, um, you know, and, and, I don't know, a a scenario like that. Oh, that's a great scenario to give. Um, Once again, you know, I think it's important that we check in on what was the intention with that goal, right? Was our intention to feel more fit or to feel more strong? Or were we trying to prove something to ourselves or to someone else, right? And there is no wrong answer. But I think it's a good idea to check in, right? And once again, if getting ourselves perspective, like we think about if our best friend had made that goal or our child had made that goal, would we go, wow, you're lame. I can't believe you didn't run that as fast as you said you were going to, right? Like checking our language, right? Because we will go, wow, I am really not being nice to myself right now. And it's okay. I don't want us to bypass the emotion with that. It's okay to be frustrated and disappointed and even sad. I I tell people to, to do these ABCs of mindfulness, right? And A, to acknowledge how you're really feeling and B, to breathe and be with it. And then C, let's make choices on how we're going to feel and do better, right? So if we go through this scenario, and I know when I ran my marathon, um, I started out and I was training with the men actually on this marathon. So I was rocking it. I was doing really well. Not that women don't run fast. That's not what I mean. But (laughs) I was able to keep up with these very fit gentlemen and this other very fit woman. And I was feeling so good about myself. And then I started to break down. 
I got bursitis in my hip and bursitis in my knee. And then I needed to get orthotics and I started getting slower and slower and I couldn't run with them anymore. And then the physical therapist was like, wow, I don't know if you can run this marathon. I was like, oh, by golly, I'm running this marathon. I'm crawling on my knees. <laughs> what are you talking about? And, and, you know, this was before I did some of this work. So I'm talking to old me as well here. And so it was like, all right, well, you know what? If you still want to do this, how are we going to do it? I was like, all right, well, I may need to do the walk running you know, I can't remember right. what that protocol is, but it's the, the walk run. And yeah. I may have to let go of the time for this one. Like, what is it that matters to me? And for me with that marathon, it was actually one, I really had always wanted to do a marathon. I just, I've been a runner and I thought that would be a cool thing to do. I also was raising money for diabetes because my dad has diabetes and has since I was born. And so I was like, okay, what are the intentions with this, right? And I felt some pressure because I was running this in Hawaii and five of my friends had already bought tickets to meet oh, wow. me in Hawaii to cheer me on, oh, my God. right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I've raised this money and I'm doing all of this. And it was like, all right, well, you could do the half. Right. You could just bump it down and do the half. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep checking in. And in the end, I did run the full marathon. I did do all the things that the physical therapist and everyone had told me. Um, and the time was not at all what I had hoped it would be. I let it go and I gave myself compassion and kept what really was important in mind. But I didn't go, this, I can't believe you're so slow. That's ridiculous, right? Like, that stinks. Why bother? Part of your mind wants to do that. But when you drop in and you're like, well, what's my intention? And my soul and my heart really wanted to raise the money and wanted to share this experience with people who loved me and also did. Like, I really wanted to run a marathon, <laughs> So. Yeah, that's like a major accomplishment. Well, and and it, it, it takes acceptance of where you are, right? Sometimes you don't choose the circumstances, right? Like your knee hurts, the weather's bad, the you know, you just don't feel good that day, right? Something happens and it's accepting, right, the situation and not beating yourself up for it. Well, I think there's a big difference between what we expect, you know, we set these lofty goals for ourselves at times. Um, and, and, well, I want to do this. And especially, um, you, you know, there are a lot of women that, and men as well, but a lot of women, there's, you know, runners and things like that, that have big aspirations. We, we want to do a lot of different things. And so it's like, well, we can do them all at one time right? While hopping on one leg, right? And then it's like, oh, wait, oh, I can't, this happens, that happens, whatever it is. So I definitely think there's, um, 
And, you know, sometimes we set our goals and our aspirations without really having like a lot of information to back it up, right? Like, oh, well, I saw this person did this. So I should be able to do that as well, right? And without saying, well, actually it takes, I mean, it takes a long time to train for a marathon, right? So there's a a solid commitment level and these kinds of things without really understanding um, what it takes to, to meet the goals that you set um, for yourself. So um, I think you, you, it's a, it's a good point that you bring up with kind of understanding, well, what, what, what did you want to do? I mean, you still completed a marathon. You ran 26.2 miles in one, like, I don't want, it's not one sitting and one running. <laughs> right. One <laughs> run walking. Let's call it right. jog walking. <laughs> Right. It wasn't quite what I would have, you know, like my mind goes, eh, that wasn't as pretty as I would have liked to have. Yeah. <laughs> but did I do it? And did was the my goal and intention there? And I think that's where we come in with the compassion. And we also want to be realistic, right? Like, how does that fit in your life? Sometimes other your child will get sick. Right. Like, oh, okay. Well, that I'm not going running on my 10 mile training run today because my child is vomiting. Like, okay. It doesn't mean I'm lazy, but a lot of women will go to that, right? When they rest, when they nourish, when they, when something changes and they have to step back, then they're like, you used the word, Sarah, and I love that you did. You should on us, right? Like you use the word should, <laughs> but I should, yeah. right? And right there, as soon as we use the word should or have to, guilt is going to come at us. Yeah. And we keep thinking we can do anything. We can. I believe that we can do anything we really, really want. It may need to be modified to fit our lifestyle, our body, what works for us, but we cannot do everything at once. And I think that's, you know, as I've gotten older, that's one thing that I've realized, right? I'm When I was younger, I could sort of just hammer it home and I could work as many hours and I could run as many miles and I could do all these things. I didn't have any kids. I could, you know, whatever. And then I had one kid and then got a little hairy and then I had two. I was like, oh hell, this isn't going to work out. And then, you know, and then you're, you start to age or your body gets, um, things just aren't the same. Right. And so these expectations that I think I have for myself, um, to what you just said, something that I go to all the time, this, um, this idea of being lazy, right? Like, oh, or irresponsible, right? Oh, I couldn't do this. I'm just so irresponsible. And my mom, you know, I'm very close to my mom and she'll be like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I I don't think you're irresponsible. I don't think you're whatever it is, but that is what I put on myself all the time. Um, when I think about these things is like, oh, well, you should have been able to do that. Why, why didn't you? But without, I think one thing is I've gotten older and had gained more perspective was, um, again, checking that idea of, well, yes, I, it feels like I should have to, I should be able to do this, but in actuality and reality, um, 
is it, you know, is it feasibly possible? Can you do it? So rather than beating yourself up for like, oh, hey, I was lazy and I didn't do that. It's like, well, actually, it's not even possible to do all the things that you thought it's that it's that expectation checking I think that's that's so important of like well was I really supposed to be able to do that or did I just think that I I I was supposed to be you know and then I think it's it's what you say about the shame is so interesting because it's so hard to work through all of that shame is something that nobody wants to talk about right so um you know what it's funny because even as you talk about you know, running a marathon, you're run walking a marathon, there's a little bit of that, like, well, it wasn't really, I didn't really run at all, right? Like, and maybe I don't want to put that on you if you're not, I know but I it's thought true. that. You caught that. I did twice. You did it yes. yeah, you did twice. And I was like, she's like apologizing for run walking. Like, and that is, um, I mean, that's some people that's, that's the only, I mean, I worked for run Disney. Everybody run walked. Let's be honest. We were like the slowest marathon in the world and there was nothing wrong with it though look at all there all these people like I've never run a marathon I'd be happy to run walk a marathon like I don't think I'd probably ever be able to do that you know but it's 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 just interesting this level of should um but my expectation was that I would run the whole thing and I would do it in less than four hours, right? Right. That was my expectation. And if that's fast to you, great. If that's slow to you, great. Um, For me, that would have been, that's where I was lined up to be. Yeah. And it didn't happen that way. Right. Right. But then again, I was like, glad I didn't get taken away in an ambulance, (laughs) which a couple of people did because it was July in Hawaii and it was intense. It was the Ironman marathon course. Oh, wow. And so that thing's freaking hard. Anyway, (laughs) Nicole knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) But so, but it's interesting, right? Even now, I am doing my best to be compassionate to myself when I say that, but you heard it, right? Like, Oh, because my expectation was somewhere else and I had to change it. I mean, I really had to change it. I could not physically, it wasn't that I was lazy. I could not physically have done it. And so if we can give ourselves that compassion, right, that I would give to you, that I would give to Nicole, that I would, you know, I started to, and I know people wanted tools and I'm going to come back to this again, because one of the tools I started to use and that I give my clients is do that check-in. How would you talk to your best girlfriend, your, the sister you really like (laughs) and get along with your daughter? How would you talk to her about this? What language would you use? Because that gives us a little space and perspective. Because if our mind is left unchecked, it will be critical and judgmental. It will. Yes. It's the negativity bias. Our, our brain is just wired to go to the negative first, but we can train it to be more kind and compassionate. And this is one strategy to do that. Right. And, and no, like I'm going to learn from this and to also start being a little kinder in your expectations, right? Like look at your calendar. Is this even possible? 
Right. And do you really want to do it? Right. But that forgiveness piece, like that's when we really come back to our heart and go, wow, I am not talking kindly to myself right now. I don't deserve that. So the first thing, when you realize that you're in that negative cycle of guilt, shame, guilt, shame, negative self-talk is somehow figure out how to step back and do the check-in. I think the first thing is just to go, okay, what, what emotions am I actually feeling right now? Right? I do feel guilty. I feel frustrated. I feel irritable. I feel completely overwhelmed. Right? Like just name it because it needs to be acknowledged. It's like that elephant in the room that keeps growing in the corner. If we don't acknowledge it, it becomes so unbearable and uncomfortable. Right? So just let's name it. And then we can accept where we are. And then we can look at, whoa, okay, you know what? I really, I goofed, right? Like, I didn't get there. I didn't do what I wanted to do. That stinks. I'm really bummed about it. So now what's my next step, right? Why did that happen? Like, what can I do? Is that goal still really resonating with me? Okay, well, then let's look at how I could support myself better to get that goal, Instead of beat myself up for not getting the goal, we're wasting a lot of energy, right? We don't need to waste energy beating ourselves up because then we've taken it away from what we do want to make happen. Yeah, that's a really good point. So there's this podcast that I reference in literally every episode. <laughs> Nicole's yes. laughing. Um, we did this podcast on on how to keep showing up, right? So, right, Nicole's laughing because she's like, God, how does she find a way to I was put like, it- is it going to be the mindfulness one or the persistence <laughs> one, one? Persist- or the keep showing up? It's, it's the, persistence, the persistence. The power, like, every time. Every, there's just a new way every time. But it's an interesting, it, it's it's so applicable to everything. And I bring it up again because um, there's this, idea of um being able to just keep like just keep showing up in what you're doing and so rather than having to meet every specific goal that you're wanting or your expectations are here and you haven't met them it's this idea of come to the table every day and and do it so um for an example um i i've been injured for like a long time and i keep trying to come back to run and work out and then I don't and it's very shameful and it's upsetting to me or whatever but I was on the Peloton today so I bought a Peloton because I was like yes I'm gonna get back it's it's low impact it's all this well two days after I was on the Peloton my back starts hurting and so I had to like (laughs) Nicole's laughing I was like are you kidding me how is this gonna happen you know um how is it possible this is happening but so in the meantime I've had to teach myself about foam rolling and I've gone to the chiropractor and I've done this step and that step. And like today um, is the second day that I've been able to get back on the Peloton. And, and she said, the instructor said, um, you know, she's like, you, you're here today. 
That's all that matters. It doesn't matter. You don't have to impress me. You don't have to impress all the people on the leaderboard, whatever it is. Like you showed up and that's kind of a big effing deal. Right. So we were there. And, and um, so I just, I think it's important to bring it in here with like getting to where you want to be doesn't necessarily always mean you're hitting the goal that you've set for yourself, but but can you get to where you want to be? Even just showing up sometimes is something that you should, I think, be thankful for that you've done and and be kind to yourself because, yes, I'm not here. Yes, I didn't run my four-hour marathon, you know, in low in a crown, but you did, you did it, you showed up and that kind of a thing. So I just wanted to, you know, have a gratuitous throw in of our other so people can go back to that way and i think it's so important and that's why i mentioned the intention right like what is your intention here and really i would like to add to the keep showing up but it's like keep showing up for yourself and nourish yourself and your intentions right like keep doing that right? Like, how am I? Okay. I have a client and we started with her on the bike two minutes, two minutes a day. I was like, all that really matters is you get that cute rear end on that seat. And now and she sometimes has back problems. We were like, all right, then what are we going to do to support that? And she was like, well, like you mentioned foam roller, we started Pilates, little physical therapy. And I was like, that's (laughs) all part of this experience, especially as we get older. It's a joy. You know, our bodies are different. And how are we nourishing and taking care and, and really like honoring this body? this heart, this soul, because we keep evolving and changing. So having the same expectations of ourselves when we were 20 before a different career or children or, you know, or marriage or divorce or whatever it is, right? That's not fair. And once again, it's not kind. Like we want to keep coming back to this person right here. (laughs) And where are you at that time? Because, yeah, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I could, I just, I kept trying to be the person that I was before. Oh, well, I can run however much, you know, this and that. And every time I did that and I would try to come back, um, I would get hurt. You know, I'm injuring myself. I'm out again. Like, and so finally I was like, ah, this sucks, but here's where I am, right? Like checked my should. I was like, this is where I am. <laughs> and that's do anything the acceptance piece, else. right? I am going to accept yeah. where I am now. Totally. That's exactly what it is. And it's funny you say that about your client. And it's embarrassing a little because I own like a woman's running brand. So, you know, I, I like to, I used to run all the time. Now I'm like, I feel like I'm a, a fraud in some ways, you know, but I literally have to commit. I was like 10 minutes. I can do 10 minutes and then let's see if it hurts. Right. And, and it's, that was like, it's hard. It's really hard to accept that. I mean, I would, I've played every sport in the book, like that running and working out is my thing. So having to accept that, like, Hey, you can't do what you did before. Hey, this is where you are. 
you know, has been very difficult, but I think by doing that, um, then I, then I can say, okay, well, here's where I am. And here's, here's the little tiny goal that I set and I met it. Okay. Well, what does that look like tomorrow? I have all these today. I was telling myself in my brain, oh my God, you're going to be running a half marathon by the end of the year. And I was like, that's probably not going to really happen. But you know, those are the things but that it could. And if maybe, it doesn't, it's but okay. probably not. Let's be honest, no. Melissa. It's but probably the, better. You know, well, and why would you want to run the half marathon, right? Like that's when we go, why do I feel like I'm being a fraud if I don't do this? Because you know what? I think you're being even more real to say, I am passionate about running so passionate that I would love to be out there running that half marathon, but my body doesn't really want to do that right now. That is authentic. That's compassionate. And that's that message of, all right, ladies, right. This is where where I am. Yep. That's, and you know, there's something freeing about that. I think once you accept, and I, I will say I've, I've, there's the last few years for me have really been a point of kind of breaking down to like, you know, when you hit that point in your life, I'm sure both, I I know both of you have been there before and you're like, okay, this is where I am. It's not where I want to be, but it's where I'm at. It's like meeting yourself where you're at, accepting who you are and then saying, okay, well, where do I go from there? And I really think you can get somewhere good once you do that. Because then you're really working with real expectations. It's not, well, I should be doing this and I'm not there. Like, well, it doesn't, that doesn't work. I'm here. I want to go here, but let's deal with reality. Um, And maybe we can get there a little faster or at least less painful, right? Like it's less emotionally painful if you can really acknowledge where you're at and and, and where you want to go realistically, you know, you know what this, this is like reminding me of, it's kind of probably a good time for us to start to get our final messages in, but it's when you go to a therapist and they're like, so what's the problem? And then you say it and they're like, okay, so what's the problem with that? And then you, then you have to dig deeper and then they're like, okay, so what's actually behind that? And you're like, I hate you. Why are you making me analyze all the way to the final, like center of the you know universe? <laughs> We're going to the root. We're yeah. going to the core. <laughs> so we go to the core, you know, and that's kind of where I feel like we've gone with this discussion, which is we started by talking about the top layer, which is this forgiveness piece so that we can move ourselves on and find freedom, which is a word that I think Sarah just mentioned. And, um, but really it's not just about that. You actually have to go deep ladies. We've got to go deep to get there. So, um, Melissa, did we miss anything really important? before we start wrapping up and do our final takeaways? You know, I think we really hit some of the main things. This is such a topic that's passionate to me, and I'm even writing a book about this as far as nourishing a kinder, deeper connection with ourselves, right, and being more intentional because I want people to – I want you to remember you, 
right? Keep coming back to you before you were thrown expectations and rules and obligations and responsibilities. Like keep remembering you and where you are right now. And I, one of my biggest thoughts would be, I'd love for each person listening to give themselves the grace and the compassion to be human, to heal, to make mistakes, to learn, and to allow ourselves to evolve and access that freedom that's available to each of us. I love that. To, you know what helps me sometimes too when I'm there is to say, I know I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it at the end of the day. Like yeah. we are good people. You listening to this show right now, you are a good person. So when your head goes into that space, just take a minute to remind yourself of that. Write it down somewhere and go, I'm a good person. But I'm going to feel this way sometimes. But I'm a good person. So snap out of it and move it forward. <laughs> right? I'm a good person and I deserve to be loved and to be liked and to be forgiven and accepted. So this is like absolutely awesome awesome episode and a message that so many people need to hear, not just women out there, men do this too. Um, I've got quite a few notes I've taken. Sarah, you probably have all the takeaways today though. What do you think? I don't though. Nicole, it's so funny. You're going to do all three takeaways. (laughs) You have at it. Okay. So the takeaways, I want to just put a disclaimer are Sarah's idea but now I'm doing them. <laughs> you do them. It's hilarious. I forget about them. And you, I get all involved in the story and crazy and passionate talking about this. And oh, you're very present. <laughs> so I don't think we actually said this, but it crossed my mind. And I feel like it might be a good thing to throw out there as like a precursor to takeaways, which is that we're not trying to avoid having times in our lives that make us feel uncomfortable or not great. Like we don't want to just sort of, you know, slide through life unscathed. I mean, this is, that's not the point. The point is that when we hit those moments that make us blame ourselves for something that happened that we're not happy with, um, we want to have tools to help correct that as quickly as we can so we can move ourselves on. So that's my first takeaway is like, this shit's going to (laughs) happen. So let's pull up. (laughs) Right. Okay. So um, I'm going to kind of do a couple of bullets just sort of uh, with advice on what to do when you get there. Um, The first thing is to stop and think about what emotions you're actually feeling. And if you likely move into the guilt and shame words, then you know that you are possibly in danger of falling into the guilt, shame thought cycle that can never end if you don't let it, if, unless you stop it. Um, the next thing is once you have identified that you're there, snap your, do something. I say do something physical, but snap yourself out of it. Snap your finger and be like, would I talk to my best friend this way? Would I talk to my child this way? Give yourself a safe, maybe we, maybe you need like a safe word. You're like, oh, feel ashamed. Yes. Word with yourself. (laughs) Personal safe word. Melissa. 
Michael. <laughs> I, I'm just, okay, yeah, hey. sure. You may have a safe word. You may have a safe song. You may have a hot pink wiffle bat like I do that I go beat on furniture down in the basement during the pandemic. Whatever it is you need to do to move the energy. Yes. Hold on. I'm feeling like we missed a really big part of a Did you just say a hot pink wiffle ball that with? Hold up. Yes, I did. Oh That's a conversation for another time, ladies. Well, you didn't even tell us that was like a possible. That actually sounds like a much, like when I want to have compassion with myself, if it I can feels- have compassion with myself or have a pink wiffle ball bat to beat things with, I'm taking the pink wiffle ball bat. I'm just it's saying. awesome, I have um, to admit. I mean, I, I love chocolate too, but the pink, hot pink wiffle ball bat has been a gift during the pandemic. I highly recommend one. You need to send them I out as a gift or purchase. Put them in like skirt orders. Be like, you know, you're going to hit this place you know at what? some point. Here's your bat. I think your husband should be happy you didn't bust that out when with him rolling down. Like, what are you going to change into? I'd be like, all right, buddy. Come on. So, okay. So after we have wiffle balled the hell out of, you know, the negative. So choose how to move the energy. Right. That That was like out of, I just have to say that was out of. (laughs) That came off of. Well, you all did a safe word. We're moving into the safe word territory. You went to a safe word. Oh my God, I love it. I want to redo this episode starting with that because that is the real, that's the real Melissa that I want to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) This is all the real Melissa. There are a lot of facets here. (laughs) I think Melissa's angry sometimes. And you know what? We should all be angry sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. But. Okay, sorry. So now that we have. (laughs) <laughs> moved the ne- from the negativity yes. bias of our brains to the positivity bias. Um, now we've got to accept where we are and who we are at this moment. And this is something that Sarah, you talked a lot about, but acceptance comes next. And with that would be a recognition of what I was actually aiming for that I failed at or was am failing at. And that can be that thing where you peel the layers and get all the way down to the root where you're like, so did was the time of the marathon really that important or was it this or was it this and was it this? And at the end of the day, was it just getting there and trying my best to get to the finish line? So like recognition of the true intention. And then the final thing would be to maybe recalibrate and through that be patient and give yourself compassion along the way. So those are my takeaways, which is really like a five-step process to get there. It was a good summary. With some S&M thrown into the middle. Which it was. I wasn't thinking that with the safe words. Is that what safe words are for? Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both nodding. Maybe a code word, but a safe word takes it to a different place. Yeah, code word <laughs> might have been a better code word, right? Like muskrat from Meet the Parents. Right. Perfect. Code That's word. what I was going. Oh. I was I was not. All good. We got a great laugh out of that. <laughs> 
be our most listened episode ever. It could be. You can put that in the notes. Wait for the SNM reference and <laughs> bats at the end. You got well, to listen. Wait for it. Wait I want to add one other thing to our takeaways too, which is about checking. It, and you said this, Nicole, but I know this is what I struggle with all the time is checking your expectations. Your should. Check your should. Like what are you, should you really be doing this? Is it really um, something you want to do and that you're passionate about? Or is it just a way for you to be able to beat yourself up? Like take that minute and think that over. And if it's, if you don't want to do it, just take the bat to it and it'll get out of your peripheral. <laughs> so anyways, Melissa, it has been amazing to meet you. We should, we should do another episode. Um where we start with the bat. And, um, but thank you. I think this is such an important, um, it's just such an important topic and it's something that we don't always talk about. Um, and that I think we all need, need more of. So I'm so happy to have had, had a, a chance to talk with you on this episode and, and meet you. Oh, thank you for inviting me on. This has been so much fun. And I would love to come back another time and we could lead with the hot pink wiffle bat. Fantastic. I mean, we'll, I we'll think Melissa's anger. safe word is probably breathe or something. I don't think so. I think that's what she has on her wall, but I think there's a whole different another <laughs> side. It's yeah. actually it's an acronym, so it stands for something there. I mean, I know. I you know. know. Oh, so, I'm missing on all the inside stuff. All right, we'll schedule the next episode. <laughs> Thank Melissa, you. thanks for coming on. It's awesome to see you. Great episode. All right, you guys, yeah. let's go Good out luck there with and that be. Book, Melissa, let's go be nicer to ourselves. Let's do.